Kia ora team, exam prep number two. Let's go through a movement analysis of a seated row. The concentric portion. Starting at the shoulder, the movement is extension. The agonist will be the latissimus dorsi. And the antagonist will be the anterior deltoid. The synergist for shoulder extension would be triceps brachii. The movement occurring at the elbow would be elbow flexion and the agonist for elbow flexion would be brachioradialis because the hand is in a mid position. The antagonist would be triceps brachii and the synergist would be biceps brachii or brachialis. At the shoulder girdle, the movement is retraction. The agonists would be the rhomboids. The antagonists would be serratus anterior or pec minor. And the synergist would be the middle fibers of the trapezius. What type of contraction would occur at the wrist joint? This would be isometric. Iso means same, metric is the measure. So tension in the muscle, but no movement. Where does longitudinal growth occur within the bone? And what are the sequence of events that occur? The site of longitudinal bone growth is the epiphyseal line or the epiphyseal growth plate. The first thing that happens is chondrocytes near the epiphysis divide then old chondrocytes enlarge, which enlarge the lacunae. Three, the cartilage matrix then ossifies or calcifies and hardens. Four, old chondrocytes then die, leaving spaces in the calcified matrix. Five, osteoblasts enter these spaces, laying down new bone. And six, osteoclasts enlarge the medullary cavity and remodel the bone. In a synovial joint, what is articular cartilage? That is a cartilage that covers bone ends to reduce friction. The joint cavity is a space between bones containing synovial fluid. Synovial fluid is the fluid within a joint to reduce friction. Synovial membrane is a membrane that lines the joint capsule and secretes synovial fluid. And the joint capsule is a, dov a double layered capsule which encloses the cavity. A movement analysis of the caber toss. During the caber toss, the trunk extends and the agonist responsible for that would be erector spinae. The hip movement is hip extension and the agonist for hip extension is gluteus maximus and the hamstrings. The knees will extend, the agonist for knee extension is quadriceps and the ankle movement is plantar flexion and the agonist for that would be gastrocnemius and soleus.
list and describe the sequence of events that occur during the sliding filament theory after the impulse is received by the nervous system. Number one, the impulse will travel down the nerve to the axon terminal. Number two, calcium is released from the axon terminal, binding the synaptic vesicles to the axon terminal. Three, acetylcholine is released across the synaptic cleft. Four, a new impulse initiates on the sarcolemma of the muscle. Five, the impulse travels down the T-tubule. Six, calcium is released by the sarcoplasmic reticulum and binds to the troponin. Seven, troponin moves tropomyosin off the myosin binding sites on the actin, allowing cross bridges to form. And then eight, the myosin heads complete the power stroke. A withdrawal reflex would be one that occurs if you placed your hand on a hot surface. What is the sequence of events that occurs? So the first thing that happens, our skin receptors will detect the heat and pain. Two, a sensory neuron will transmit the impulses from the skin receptors to the spinal cord. Three, the impulse is interpreted by the spinal cord. Four, the spinal cord sends excitatory impulses to specific muscles. Five, those specific muscles contract to withdraw the hand from the pain source. And six, at the same time, inhibitory signals ensure relaxation of the antagonist and the pain signal is received by the brain. What are the two ways that you can increase the force of a single muscle contraction? The first way is to increase the number of motor units being activated and you'd want to tell me about how if there's more motor units activated more force can be produced. The other way is to increase the firing frequency and when you're discussing this you should tell me about twitches versus a tetanic contraction. So check the lecture for that one. Name the three levels of motor control and identify the types of movement that occur at each level and which structures in the body are responsible for governing each of these levels. So the first level is segmental level and this is reflex activity. The second level is projection level. Voluntary movements are transferable or have a frame of reference already. So for an example badminton play in a previously experienced tennis player. And the third level, uh, programs and instructional level. This is voluntary movements that are new and require concentration, internal and external feedback. This is the level for learning new movements and skills.
Okay, for the following joints, name the joint and specify the movements possible. So our shoulder is a ball and socket joint. Movements, flexion, extension, abduction, adduction, internal or medial rotation, external or lateral rotation, horizontal abduction, and horizontal adduction. At the elbow joint, it is a hinge and its flexion and extension. The ankle joint is also a hinge and its plantar flexion and dorsiflexion. Okay, what processes would we go through when performing a movement analysis? First step, break the movement into phases. For example, the up phase or the down phase. Next step, determine which joints are moving at each phase. Third step, determine the movements occurring at each joint. Fourth step, determine the agonist for the movement. And fifth step, determine the synergist and antagonist for the movement. What's medial? Medial towards the midline of the body. Lateral away from the midline. Superficial towards the skin surface. Deep away from the surface. Anterior towards the front of the body. Posterior towards the back of the body. Superior towards the top of the body. Inferior towards the bottom of the body. If someone had a thoracic kyphosis, what would you stretch to correct it? The pec major and anterior deltoid would be tight, so you would stretch the pec major and anterior deltoid, and you would look to strengthen the muscles that caused retraction which are our rhomboids and our posterior deltoid to correct a kyphosis. What are the muscles of the abdomen from most superficial to deep and what are they responsible for? So the most superficial is rectus abdominis and its job is flexion the next muscle, the next deeper muscle, is external oblique and it rotates side bends and flexes. The next deeper is our internal oblique which does the same thing, rotation, side bend and flexion. And then the deepest of our abdominal muscles is transversus abdominis and its action is to compress the abdominal contents. What three muscles form the erector spinae muscle group? Iliocostalis, longissimus, and spinalis. So those three muscles are the erector spinae muscle group and they are involved in extension of the trunk. What are our three types of cartilage and where can they be found? Articular hyaline cartilage is found in joints. Elastic cartilage is in our external ear and nose, 
and fibrocartilage is found in our intervertebral discs, menisci, and pubic symphysis. Alright, happy studying team. See you soon.